0: Welcome to Your Great Story Podcast, where we chat with founders, leaders and changemakers to learn about their journey to make the future a reality. I'm Eric, your friendly host. Follow us on where you are tuning in or find us on any social media channels to catch highlights and snippets of our episodes. Let's be inspired by the stories while you create your great story. All right, we are back on our next episode of Your Great Story Podcast. This is part of the NOCA series, where we revisit those who went through the NUS Overseas College Program and went on to chase their passion to make an impact through starting up. And today, we are very excited to have Daryl Chang with us. Hi, Daryl. Welcome to the show. Hi, hey, hi. Hi, Eric. Hi, nice to meet you. Daryl is the co-founder of a hyper-growth startup, Nextblock, and we are here to unpack his journey of starting up and getting more than 15,000 users within the three months of launch. We would also love to learn about your experience about the NUS Overseas College. I personally am super excited to jump into this awesome stuff, but would love to take a pause to have the listeners to know more about you. On to you, Daryl
1: yep okay so maybe just a quick introduction about myself i was a uh, graduate from the noc program back in i was there in shanghai back in 2008 so i remember very carefully that year that was actually the first year shanghai snowed in 30 years when we landed there in january it's the first time everybody was like oh it's snow for 30 years you haven't snowed for there the, the 30 years so good thing is that like, yeah uh during the entire program there was a lot of learning about entrepreneurship working a startup company and good thing is that like, you don't really get treated like interns over there you end up I ended up taking up a lot of key account manager role. I was traveling all around I was traveling all around China meeting clients and pro basically doing sales pitches and trainings and everything over there. Like, I think that helped a lot in uh making yourself a lot more independent and that was when we realized that, hey I want to go down this route. Like, sounds fun, exciting, challenging, a lot of things that you learn. Yes, that were those were the school days. Uh the other good thing that I have to say learned from there very very important point i have this buddy that i that i met during the program who is married with another person from my same batch yeah they, was, they were still they we were all same wow. he got married at uh, this buddy of mine we started like easily six seven companies together since then and he's actually one of my co-founders here Nick block also uh named, uh named brian i always tell people if i want to go to war he's the number one person i need to bring to uh need to fight the war need big generals big um <laughs> big guns big big army big rocket launcher so you need him so i always tell people about that. So yes. So I think that's the that's one good takeaway point also whereby doing when you go to this uh this kind of programs you get to meet like minded people and it's also a good test whether can you guys actually work together. I think I always say that people always ask me this quote like, Hey, does it mean that you don't you cannot start company with a best friend or your bestest your your very close friends together, fear of breaking relationships? Uh I actually back to defer though when you work with someone that you are you have a good rapport with, you talk in the same kind of frequency, everything moves a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot faster. And I think good thing is that during the NOC days, it's actually a good validation that we work on projects together. It's a good validation that, hey, we actually can work very well together, very complementary skill sets that we have. I think that's something, one one key takeaway. Yeah. So uh, that's that's pretty much on the starting days. Yeah, after that, I came back, it's all about starting on startup companies. We kickstarted a couple, five, six companies, uh, till date. But every, both of us have always been in startup scene, tech scene, maybe working for people or starting our own companies. Uh, so that's how NextBlock came about. We kickstarted this initiative around, I would say late last year, when we started looking into... I uh, already came up from a couple of problem statements like, hey, we used to hear people, our parents saying that, like, oh, last time we used to stay in a kampong, everybody know each other. I could put you at my this uncle, our auntie's house for the whole day. And nothing happens, everybody I can they always say okay, I can borrow I can borrow rice, I can borrow salt for mm. my neighbours, but right now you realise that everybody's doors are closed, nobody knows each other. Could you, Eric, can you name mm. the names of five neighbors that you have? That today you need to call for help, these five people, can you name five people and call for help in your neighborhood? I think a lot of people can't. So I think that's something that we feel that is very contradictory. If technology is supposed to bring people closer, why is it doing going the other way around? So that's how NixBlock block came about, so yep
0: I can not uh, remember five uh names uh, names of uh five neighbors. I can only know um the couple who is staying beside me directly uh as my yeah. closest neighbor, and the rest I, I I don't know probably know their face uh only not, not the name it's yeah. interesting um so i i it's interesting that you started this company with your uh, can I call him your best friend?
1: I would say that one of my best one of my best friends around uh, that in terms of not just work okay. but personal relationship everything i think is the one i usually talk to the most right? every single
0: thing we do together mm, wow that's awesome yeah so just last episode last week um i was uh having this episode recording uh that she co-founded with her twin sister Right. i think there's not much twin sisters in the no car network uh let's not guess who it is who she is uh let's just make a surprise uh yeah. <laughs> cool cook cool 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 so uh what, let's 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 turn back the the clock right um to maybe 10 or t- 5 to 10 years ago so you and your best friends started about five to 10 companies could you just highlight a few of them and how did these few companies the experience of running these companies um help you in running Nextblock um
1: so one of the key things that i think one of the more prominent ones uh, of course we had fun companies that we just created just because of passion, something that we like. It's not able to scale to a $100 million business, but it's just something that we really like doing. And there are some that are a lot more serious. So I think one of the key ones that we ran was a company called Intrex, I-N-T-R-A-I-X. So we, that was started back in 2012, 10, exactly 10 years ago. When we kickstarted the company, it was a lot more on like how can... I would say that we were chasing after some buzzwords going around, uh, like smart homes, like smart energy metering. So we actually built a company that we initially pivoted a couple of times. We started off looking at, hey, you have your utility bills for Singapore Power. It's telling you to pay $80 this month, but is there any more insights that you can draw from it from a utility bill? Like, for example, if you have a comparison chart between yourself and your neighbors, for example, could you know that actually I'm a heavy spender and I could do this, 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 this to reduce energy consumption? I think it was all, we started off having that assumption. We people a couple of times realize that okay that's something nice interesting but is it more of a need or than a want? Is it more of a need or is it a want? You realize that actually that's more of a want. People down here at the point of time there was people they care so much about electricity at yeah, chupito. So that's the first That's a that's a electricity is still very cheap at a point of time. Uh not too expensive people not complaining about this thing. You can still it's still affordable so it's not a big pain point. That's yes number one. And the second thing is like, well so what if I know my electricity bills in comparison? Because people are always looking for magic bullets that once you do something, press a button, it can help you reduce 10%, 20% energy consumption. I mean these are magic bullets, silver bullets, but we are not doing that. So we pivoted a lot, we started going commercial. Uh, we went on a commercial route. I remember our first contract was signed with International Plaza. We paid us like $30,000 just for our energy dashboard. It was very simple, we were just taking bills from their corporate bills and just plotting them on the graph. But that was fueled a lot more for by I would say government regulations that because they have this this comparison table they could actually get some green mark points at a point in time to get a green building Certificate. So paying thirty thousand followers for that they're okay with doing such things. So but it wasn't sustainable. We even started going down the route of like building smart going down the road of smart homes. Uh so that time we even ran a Kickstarter campaign that, that we were launching like say uh, what we call a smart home hub. At a point of time. So, I, yeah, so they actually, in this whole space, we were there for like six, seven years. I think ultimately we decided to close off this company. Yes, we were actually getting quite a lot of good projects. The revenue was actually pretty good, also. Like, I remember getting even two projects from NEA worth a close to a million, one plus million dollars each. Those were back in the day, where we they're just looking at energy consumption, uh, data analytics. I think ultimately, end of the day, we decided to close off this business. Why? Was that we all came together and we started asking ourselves, like, so. How do we see this company in 5 years time? Is it going to be a $100 million company, is it going to be a $500 million company? Uh, it's probably going to be still around but what we see it is that it's probably going to be SME. Uh, we will still be taking, company will still be running can still be taking good project revenues but is this what we want to be? Can we build it to a $500 million company? Probably not. So and that's not what we all wanted to do. So that's why I decided to, okay, time to shut it off. So that was then. Uh, some interesting. I think that's one of the more prominent startups that we're working about for for uh, quite a long period of time. In between, there are still some small little startups that we did. I Not don't, I don't call them startups, but fun businesses that we did. Uh, there's one called Bike Roger that we did. Think of it as that was in the very early e-commerce days. There was an e-commerce site, so we wanted to. We were very into cycling, running, and all. So what we did was we built a site. There wasn't even Shopify then, so we were wanting to build an e-commerce site that actually could help to to basically just online selling triathlon items, that are like Rudy Project uh helmets, like Rudy projects, uh singlets, uh sunglasses, OP sunglasses, bicycles actually. We that's why we actually started talking to people, get them on consignment and just resell them. I think I that's why we're still joking about it until today, like probably we were the earliest to actually start social commerce or those kind of live stream commerce. Because we actually held uh I remember very particularly we were doing a auction live auction for a pair of cycling wheels worth two thousand dollars on Facebook so we did a live auction over there from 12 o'clock to 12.30 then you let people start bidding bidding actually based on pay- Facebook comments so those were very old days uh, whereby it wasn't about video streaming but we were doing things like this they quite fun days la. and we even did a coffee business I remember uh, very early coffee days cold brew concept was pretty new yeah it all stemmed from this demand where had Block71, pad and I realized that hey coffee around here is pretty bad uh, there's only Starbucks around normal selection for coffee and we started bring our own coffee in office and we started realised that hey actually why not let's just sell, sell coffee to our neighbors. It could be quite fun. So it's actually we had started a business called Bosley Coffee. So actually right for the old days, those people you you can talk to the guys from Carousel guys when we were all there, they all know Bosni Coffee. They always come to our place to get coffee and right? even the NUS enterprise people too. So yes. Some of them even came to our office and is this a cafe? How come I saw some advertising saying that you guys have coffee and uh, no, we actually bottle a coffee and guess what you can come here and take it in our fridge so usually we do that so it's quite for fun uh, yeah so these are things that we did but I think looking back like you mentioned back to your earlier question like looking back 10 years some things that we I would say that all these experiences that we have went through we have learned it has definitely sculpted us into right now there are a couple of competitors I shall not name who in the current market right now that we see them right now they're like hey those guys reminded ourselves 10 years ago uh, not knowing what to do, trying here and there, not very executional, lose, losing focus, they do not know what to prioritize, what is most important to them, what's secondary, and what to chase after. They are just like, okay, I got half a million dollars and I'm just going to spend it whatever I feel. How to grow users, uh, not very focused, not very specific, not very efficient. So I think these are things where my experiences can bring to the table. I think we, myself, Brian, went through a couple of teams working with Chinese teams, working with local teams, working with Thai teams, working with Vietnamese teams. And I think these are just experiences that we all gathered along the way that put us to to, where where we are today right now. Three months into three months of launch in the company. And I think results-wise, pretty, I won't say that it's wow out of this world. It's not not going to the moon, but it is still something that I'm confident, I'm proud of to say that Hey, we actually got 15,000 users within three months of launch. I think that's something good yeah so of course definitely experience is one thing that I have seen that we accumulated nice. over the past I would nice. say a battle scars you can say la, over here got a lot of steps here wounds <laughs> here gunshot wounds here I think all this uh, yeah lah just make you stronger la, along the way
0: yeah yeah what doesn't beat you make you stronger right yeah man just to about uh NUS Enterprise and as well as Block 71, I think this has a lot of synergies with the uh NUS Overseas College program um that we went uh before in obviously different years, uh different places, right? Uh could you share with our audience more about this, your experience uh in this program and, and how that one year really helped you in your journey, right? Because just like you mentioned you were an intern, um, but you were just doing like a like account manager, right? Like how can an intern do account, account manager and do sales like a full-timer? Right? So share with us your experience.
1: So I think during the entire NLC program, uh, I was very lucky to work in this company whereby it's we have a I have a boss from Singapore, of uh, a have a Singaporean boss who graduated from SEEPS, uh, Chinese European International Business School, did this MBA there, started a company over there. So he came across uh Timothy, uh this guy Timothy Sim, he actually came across a very good, I would say a very good mentor to myself. Uh, I would say that. Always telling me like what you should be doing. I don't treat right from the very first day you told me. I'm not going to treat you like an intern. You're not going here to just earn cheap money. And I'm going to work you like your your full-time staff over here. So I think it all started off with like we really need to do ourselves like as I we need to also show our value to actually gain that trust also Like come on, what can a twenty odd year old guy work in this industry that he doesn't know about? So you can actually got to gain the confidence of the whole team. Start off doing something simple, like even coming up with your own initiatives, like uh, yeah, coming up improving the improving the the sales stack, then getting yourself exposed to some of the critical meetings also. Then after a while, when you gain the confidence of them, they actually start giving you more tasks. I think at my pick, I was like doing a lot of key account key accounts uh, I would say management with them. I think I was wow. even doing more job with a full timer over there. and so uh, having the likes of the guys from Carry Services, the guys from Toto, Laurel. Uh, Toto, not Singapore Pulse Toto, uh, is the Ma Tong that, that, yeah, Toto, basically I was, they were our clients, and I was just going through, and the thing is, like, I was going to meetings myself, or oh, not with my, any of my bosses and colleagues, so they fly me over to like, Changsha, they fly me over to Zhangjiajie to Beijing, all this, myself, no, I take a train over there myself to have meetings myself with them, so the kind of response I got is like crazy, man, I tell you, uh, it was after a while, after I got, Got the kind of confidence of them now uh, to that I could actually do this thing, this role pretty well. So I think those actually help a lot. I think one of my, I always tell people one of my experiences over there. I even went to a place called Shijiazhuang. I don't think a lot of people know where is it. When I landed on the airport, it was the airport come out. There isn't any boarding gates, nothing. Boarding, departure, arrival gates. They only got one conveyor belt, and you go there, take your stuff, and you, you the moment you step out, it's all grass and empty oh. barren land. I was so worried that you why wow, you take a if you take a taxi where the taxi driver bring me to somewhere and just kill me over there, you know, that kinda of worries on so, so these are interesting days back in back in Shanghai that I think everybody should just experience that. Uh, it just it just makes you a lot more independent. Uh helps you to think a lot more independently. Uh, I think that's a one good takeaway point from it. It really does. So I always always say like in terms in times of like uh during on internship or in the very early days of career it's always good to make as many mistakes as possible even right now i'm hiring a couple of interns some from NOC program some from just normal interns for SMU NTU some from police also i always tell them very on the very first year of internship during these three months i want you to make as many mistakes as possible i won't score you i won't pop you i won't tell you to just go back to your school no i won't do that i in fact i encourage you to make a lot of mistakes the more mistakes you make the better it is so that you know exactly where to fix what to do how to improve so i think that was pretty helpful when timothy my my boss back and back in Shanghai, right from the very early days, you really just instilled these values in me. There's nothing wrong with making any mistakes. Just make as many as possible. You actually grow a lot faster that way. So that's when you start to do things. I guess that actually helps sculpt a lot of the ways that we think, uh, the ways how we function right now compared to, yeah, just oh going to the office every day, doing a corporate job and let people tell you, oh, you're just supposed to do A, B, C, D, E every single day. Then you just do that. Then, okay, 6 o'clock, pack up, let's go home. Uh not so much on that lah, but you get the opportunity to work on different things. Mm. Um I would say that your own initiative, lah, I think that's something I really enjoy about it by all start of life.
0: Yeah, you're kind of empowered to, you know, build a path, right? Build, a, build your own path to success, right? It's not a, a defined in a way by the company or your boss, right? You really lead your own um kind of career in a way, right? You know, if if there's one event or activity during your, your one year stint, right, they remember that it's still close to your heart. What is that? One
1: event.
0: Fan. I would say that
1: at a point in time we actually took a lot of if you want to consider how has it impacted my career so far, I would think that's actually taking part in a business case competition. I forgot what's the name already but that's actually where I got to work a lot closely with Brian where we started taking on projects together. So and that's actually that's a good time for to do to do to do evaluation on each other, like hey, this guy I can work with this guy or not. Because sometimes you know like it's not a it's, business dynamics. It's not that you put two smart guys in the same room, then they can immediately click like this. Sometimes it's just that you can get two B grade guys together, but they can function so well, the synergy so well together, they can even function like a power, a very powerful team together. I think that's something that's a lot more important, especially in startups. Uh, and I'm pretty glad that we actually had this opportunity to work very, very closely with him. Mm. And uh, since then oh, all we have been like people always say like, eh, hey, how about you, like husband and wife like that. <laughs> which is true there, there's one point we just share with you this very interesting experience There is it's true there's this experience you're locked out of office so he locked out of office he had no phone he had to borrow a, he had to borrow a mobile phone from a stranger to call for help and he called me without, re, without even without you know at the point like, you got no you got no kind of speed down, right you know this kind of stuff he called me and he said hey, I said why you call me and I call your
0: wife I only remember your number. I don't remember my pri- my <laughs> wife's number. It was really like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. That's hilarious. Very yeah, well, so <laughs> his, his wife
1: was so... Uh, at time, girlfriend, uh, and I haven't married yet. La, so, like, of course, get killer stares along the way. La. Right, right. So,
0: right, yes, I think
1: that was one... I think that's actually one thing that I mentioned, uh, that's having the ability to... Having the chance to work together, I think that really brought up a good assessment of each other, whether, hey, are we... Are we suitable with each other? Are we complimentary and that's something that we find? I think it's a very not easy also lah.
0: Hmm, yeah. Nice. Oh uh, it's really, you know, uh interesting that you guys are really, really close, right? Even though <laughs> like he remembers your number, um and he doesn't call you his uh then girlfriend. <laughs> Um, yeah, not doesn't call. He don't know the number. He to don't know. Yeah, that's like was don't know and the that... number to call. <laughs> okay, I hope I hope his uh, <laughs> wife doesn't really listen to this episode, right? Okay, one Okay, one we, we are good. We are good. We are good friends. Uh, even our kids are all the same age, also. Ah, oh, nice. Yeah, same age, one, same age, Nice, 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 nice. Cool. Uh, let's switch gears, right? Let's switch gears to um next block, right? Uh, you being the co-founder of Next Block. So can you just share a little bit o- more about the core problem that Nick block is trying to solve um, i
1: would say that everything next block started off was that i'm, I'm pretty sure like all of us here from our parents grandparents uncles aunties long ago they always tell you really like oh we used to stay in an old kampong everybody mm. know each other i know the auntie down the road the uncle there killed you Lianwan, you know things like this <laughs> i could deposit you at this person's house for for the for the whole day and i can go out you know things like this i can in, in Hokkien they call it jiu yang jiu bi borrow, borrow rice borrow salt from each other so you can see that the olden days kampong was very very close then we started thinking like come on, with technology in the picture it's supposed to facilitate things right how come it's going the other way around You're Like your doors are closed nobody talks to each other if you really need help who can you ask for mm-hmm. and somehow right now even things like social commerce uh, group buys or even small little things like, hey, I could be drawing and just start helping just small little things I'm buying Really nice hockey me down here. Any neighbors want to. I tap out together. Lah. So you know things like this. Why is it going the other direction? People we are not become, We are not like neighbors. We are like strangers. Eh? We are just people sitting the same estate with our doors closed. Could there be something that we achieve a lot more? I think that's something that initially our, our key assumptions are we want to solve this problem uh, that we did initially. But of course in between there are a couple of trigger events also. Lah. Like for example I remember late last year there was a guy an elderly guy in Aokang who basically he had dementia, 80 odd year old. He got missing for three days. Three days later, he was found dead in a canal. Actually, that guy, I happen to know him too. He's actually a good friend of my father at a coffee shop. They hang around together. So, the same thing, like, it's like, then you realize that actually, if I have an app like this, and if I like 10,000 pairs of eyes looking after this uncle, could we have saved a life? Uh, I mean, this is actually the social good portion that we want to enforce also. Which I'm actually happy to report to give a report card was that there was this lady called Rachel on the app in Tampines. He was she just reached out on the app itself saying that they have uh his her mom got lost. Mm. Uh, and Elias Elias yeah Elias Park Elias wrote that Elias Road that side there's a bus station missing for twenty hours already and just posted there some pictures and all so a few then we could see that actually the company coming in and they started reposting and saying i'm going to share this to my friends and everything and yeah very good actually within 20, 20 hours uh the mother was fun so i think this is something wow. whereby this is something that these are success stories that yes. i really want to collect i wanted to help i wanted to see the benefit of our app our platform really bring to the community i think that's worth a lot more than telling people that i raised $10 million of investment. So yep. I think that's something that uh, has been very critical and driving the team on our side.
0: I mean, what, what you just shared really is, is priceless, right? I mean, this you're really literally making an impact in the community, right? It could bring somebody home, right? Somebody who is lost uh, with dementia to connect back to the family members.
1: Yeah, exactly. Mm-mm.
0: Yeah, and, and let's talk about growth, right? So I mean congrats on your milestone as well. I think getting people getting eyeballs as well to look for the that armor that's lost on the street. Um and getting from zero users to fifteen thousand users in three months of launch. Share with us how do you get how do you get there? Uh
1: I would say that it did come a easy way, la. So of course initially you know any startups, your number one question, especially if you are doing an app like us. Number one question that you have to ask yourself is, how do I get users? Then you think about how to get content. Mm. Then after that, I think it's the most critical things. Same thing, if I will give you uh, our platform today, Eric, source code, or give you we launch it call, next takes block. There's no value because there's no user, there's no content. So we've got to recognize what is the most important thing. Like. So we did try many different ways, uh, including like all oh, things like putting Facebook ads, playing Instagram ads, and realize that actually hey, the conversion rate is really, really low. And it's not useful because I may be getting, like, say, only one user in Bedok up, one user in Tempani's up. Then if I only person in Bedok, you're the only person in Tempani's, then there's no community angle at right. all. Right. So the you started, you have to start looking into, come on, we are here rebuilding communities. So what is the best way to build communities? So uh, we tried a lot of different ways, including digital. going down the digital advertising route, which actually a lot of people, what they do right now, Mm-hmm. Uh, when you want to grow a business because scalable, scalable easy man. just press one button you uh, you get a uh, hundred thousand clicks hundred thousand mm-hmm. view exposure to that but are you getting the right crowd but in a community business especially for us where it's very location focused you need to have one whole group built together one whole group built together and you cannot have that at different times also so it's like for example if i if i have one person joining my estate every single day end of 30 days the, maybe the first person said already because there's no content nothing nobody talking yeah. i think that's actually one of the biggest headache la. so one of the things that we did ah, actually just nice i got this thing down here so one thing that we did we even went down the route of like going to leaves ah, oh. and putting posters no because the thing that actually cheapest way ma. you print one mm-hmm. poster 10 cents ask people to download put inside leaf And guess what you got complained by town council town council cannot do it because it's public area and you can get fined up to three thousand or five thousand dollars so there are many different things that we do. Mm-hmm. We are even tinkering upon. Hey, let's go and put like flyers in people's car in oh. the estate. So things like this. Uh, so we started. We started to fine tune our user acquisition model into. Hey, actually, to build communities, I think a better strategy might be going offline than online. Uh, although yes, I say on on Facebook, you can actually select. I want to get this advertisement to only people who stay in Ponggol, but. The cost for acquisition can be easily $10, $20, not worth it. So what we did, we went offline now. So that's how you like this. We nice. Can, so we did door hangers. We I remember we started to do a smaller experiment myself. I printed 500 copies of this. And I went to every single door of my estate. I took two hours to do it. Just hang it over there. See the conversion rate. So you have a QR code to join the app. There's a unique verification code that text your poster code that you can join. So actually we did that actually, eh, actually not bad, the conversion rate, like say for example, my estate, uh, I have 500 over units right now, I've close to 70 users on my in my estate on the app. That's a conversion of more than 10%, which is totally good. Yep. Considering the cost of this, I think that's something that we, we are actually doing okay. La. So yep. next question is how about scaling? No? So yeah. of course, la, during, that's actually why we did, when we did our launch strategy, we didn't launch it the rest of Singapore when it first came out. Because everybody was saying, you want to launch your app, you want to launch it as big as possible. Well, open the funnel as big mm. as possible. But we didn't want to go down that route because we saw some other companies who did that route and it was very, very bad. Because you're not getting the right users on board at all, you end up having one user from Japanese, one user from Badoke, one user from Bukitvera. Then Which makes no sense because they can't connect each other when your app is all about locality. I think that's one thing that we did. Uh, So the thing is that when we did our launch, when planning our launch is that we... Launch. We especially picked district 19, which is Pongo Seng Kang, and Basically, postal code starting with 535455 and 82 lah, That we did a launch over there. Why? Why so? I feel like a URA city planner right now, right? Every single district I know and the postal codes ready. Because I've been seeing that every single day. So anyway, uh, thing is that why we did that is because. We are still very early, we haven't got our user acquisition strategies right, we haven't gotten our content strategies right, if you are doing a premature launch to the rest of Singapore, it's not making sense, you're just going to waste your efforts. So our intention, we're going to launch in District 19 for 1 month plus 2 months, get our user strategies right, make sure that hey, actually things that we're doing, we can get users Oh we can get content this way. Then we can realize that actually after a while, you'll just get active by themselves and that's when you have to like, okay, uh, that's when we got the confidence. Okay, we're going to rest on the rest of Singapore. People, rest of Singapore can actually download the app. We can do our outreach program, the rest of Singapore also. So that's actually got us to boom the number of users. Like I can say that for two months, we were hovering like say 5,000 users. Then after wow. that, for the last one month since 1st June, which is actually one month from then, we actually got close to 10,000 users within that one month. Yeah, which is, nice. that's how it happened. Yeah, yes. so get playing play your yes. your cards right, Like It's like same thing. I like play tighty, right? You don't throw your you don't throw your three your three right, on the first right, hand, right. right? You need to observe, see what's happening. Then you need to play your cards right. I mean, these are things that I have to say that ten years ago we wouldn't think this way. Yeah, that comes along with a yeah. kind of bit of experience. Right? ten years ago we'd be like, "Wow, hey, I got three aces. I got three aces and just take you first and throw all my cards." And everything, I realize that, hey no like, I'm wasting all my bullets and I'm just going to die yeah so i think that's a big difference though if you want to see what experience brings to the table
0: nice 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 you know actually i will also receive this at our, our doorstep right uh those yeah. ones listening in on audio you know i'm holding holding the the pen panf- uh the brochure right right it's the QR code yeah it means we
1: the money we paid didn't go in vain ah uh, you see uh so you still receive okay receive and yeah. it's pretty high quality
0: yeah. it says hello neighbor you are only invited to join an estate app, right? You can use it to share news with neighbors, buy, sell, or give items, learn more about the estate, and easily scan the QR code to download the app And with a five-digit invite code.
1: Yep, so that is uh, version 2. This is version 1. Oh. So if you look at it, version 1 is a door hanger. Ver- compared to version 2, version 2 is half the cost.
0: Oh, for sure. For
1: and sure. I'm getting the same conversion rate. So you see, this is like, you need to do something first. Then after that, you look at how to optimize it, which is what we did, like. we optimized it reduce the cost by half, which means our customer acquisition cost is half. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I love it. So, so we need to get the parties right, what to do and actually how to go from there. Along.
0: Right, right. I mean, I, I, I'm I, also in the app uh, and I see a lot of nice photo scents, you know, like nice, even good morning, like nice scenery of the sky, you know, and also a lot of encouragement yeah. posts as well uh, across the app, which is fantastic to see that kind of synergy coming yeah. along. Spreading positivity, I think that's something you want to do also. Sometimes it's not like you see
1: a, I, I would to also comment that uh, some of our most liked posts uh, I've mean, on the app for the last three months so far. You know why is it? Uh? People post rainbow. Ah yeah. <laughs> the picture of a rainbow. Yeah, you know, I saw, I saw that. I, can I, get saw that like, huh? I saw that because it's rare. And people, and people, <laughs> because it's rare. People like such things though. No? Rainbow photo. But actually if you look at it, hey actually a lot of positivity in that. Like, I mean uh I mean it's just more little good morning. Sometimes you can see that hey, you know this person who posts good morning. pictures are very nice. At least I will say that. You take half an hour, browse through the app, you probably know uh, some names in the neighborhood. Already. Ah yes, yes. There's another guy in, in should called Hash. Hash is uh he's a guru in pitcher plants. Wow. Outside his outside his house he got a whole range of pitcher plants and he's very very active into that. He's very active in the in the gardening group. There are many different people of course like, there they are notorious figures also that we know, uh. <laughs> like, in every single district. So I also have to be very proud to say that hey, every single district I know exactly what's uh, what what is happening and who are the nice people who are, who are some of the people going around mm. some names that like I can think of it mm. this kind of interesting things is happening you get to know different people all around uh. Uh, I think that's fun that we like a lot we like engaging people yeah. I think that's also my character also uh. I like to learn more from people meet up people mm.
0: yeah yeah. And spreading positivity is definitely something that really really important and bring, bring, bring people together right uh, getting connected um, I think that's important just little small good mornings and small encouragement notes or posts uh, could brighten up yeah. You know, um, the, the Monday morning or, or kill off that Monday blues, right? Yeah, especially the TGIF post oh, uh, yeah? every time. Oh, it's Friday already. Which is now. <laughs> oh, now. <laughs> Which is a Friday evening. Yeah, yes, yeah. It is.
1: <laughs> yeah so, there are, so there are a lot of interesting things that we see sometimes on the app as we explore different groups, different things. There are people also talking like, especially like I told you about the incident uh, a couple of days, two days ago, whereby you can see like there are names that we never see before. Oh. Nobody interact. They they on the app but they never interact. Then suddenly come and say, okay, I'm going to share this around my neighborhood and tell people about this to help look out for this auntie. You get very encouraged to see this. Like, hey, you, you say, like, what came to my mind uh, at that point in time was like you watching a Hong Kong movie ah. What two, Then you gather the whole bunch of people to go hunt for <laughs> this too. You know something like that. And the people the people coming together. Mm. I mean that's that's the interesting thing about even digitally.
0: There are things that we can help each other yes, on yes, yes, for sure for sure for sure cool yeah i mean with this growth, really really happy for you uh you know then the question is you know what's the strategy right in the next um you know six months or so to continue that growth i think there are some things that
1: we did change a little bit on our strategy moving ahead la. initially of course we have plans to go uh okay we have very aggressive plans initially like okay we're going to this amount of money, we actually raised half a million dollars from some investors, including myself. I put in some money myself. But, mm-hmm. Uh, And our initial plans was like, hey, let's go aggressive. Within six months, we are going to achieve this certain target and get out of Singapore as soon as possible. Why so? Because I would believe that our business model is something that we need a big population to play with. Singapore mm-hmm. is way too small. So that's what initial thoughts about this. But of course, everybody right now, the looming recession and uh I think all of us had a lot of news now like, also like, about VC money, they're getting a lot more selective and all. It's not that easy to raise money in the of course in, in a bull a bull and bear market differences are how you should play. So I think come um, some of the key priorities that we have right now would be like looking at how do we play our cards even better. Mm-hmm. Uh being a bit more prudent in terms of spending in terms of our resources and all this kind of stuff. So my in terms of aggressiveness we might not be thinking so much so so aggressive, so so much to you know, I like just go and chong, and chong, and chong. Yeah. I mean, that's initially what we initially thought. We play a bit more defensive right now. So our own goals right now, of course, we got targets to hit 50,000 users by the end of September. I think that's one key target that we want to do. And with this in mind, uh, rather than thinking overseas, let's consolidate a little bit of our local market first uh, before even building up more, I would say more features. We yeah. actually had a, last two days, we had a couple of very, very good product meetings. Mm. And I think, we're gonna come up with very interesting, exciting features also for people to explore the neighborhood, for people to get more engaged with their neighborhood. Mm. Uh increase the entire user experience and all. Consolidate this local market nice. la, before even exploring elsewhere. Nice. Yeah. So but of course you know like, sometimes you, you wanna one go over, see like Thailand, Indonesia. The pace is a lot slower. So I think that plays into our good books also, lah. That we can pace ourselves nicely also. Right. Uh before we before we go over to this market markets. So. Right,
0: right, right. Yeah, for sure. I think I really love what you're doing, which is being progressive, right? Having a MVP, so-called, right? Minimum vital product first, and then getting the first district, okay. and then a few more districts, and then uh, all of Singapore, and trying to build more features, right? To really drive engagement, right? To drive retention as well as uh, loyalty, and really build up the community as well, and to really bring value, right, to people
1: around. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I think ultimately, I also told my guys, even right from the very first day, guys, some some key targets that we want to set over here objectives wise is that we do not want to run after vanity matrix, like how many users, what's our DAU, our our BAU rates and all the things. I mean this are actually matrix for us to consider, to think about, but it shouldn't be a number one thing. What we should be concentrated on doing is like what kind of success stories that we can create, we can actually bring on our platform. Say for example if you like like the auntie's case I told you about just, ago, just two days ago, can helping this person return home, can we set a, a value to it? Probably not. I mean, there are also cases where can we help? There was also another lady. This lady called Ahma. Uh, so basically, she was in... Yeah, she, was, she just moved to a neighborhood and because of that, she met up with another neighbor through our app. And they had play dates with their kids. Is this relationship built something that is tangible? Can we put a value to it? Probably not. So. These are things that we want to collect all these stories. We want to collect like, how we have impacted people's lives mm. in the community. How we improve the community. I think some um, the more important things that we want to do right from very, right from the very first day. Mm, definitely, definitely. I mean, with this fundamental, my thoughts are very simple. With these fundamentals in place, I'm not scared that as long as the platform is proving value, numbers will come. Yep. Numbers shouldn't, you shouldn't be chasing after numbers. Yep. You should be chasing after these values, yes. then the numbers will come. Yes. So, don't get too blindsided. Again, same thing. If you asked me this 10 years ago, I wouldn't have said the same thing. <laughs> That I mean, for sure. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, my investor tell me that I need to I need to be, I need to be revenue positive as soon as possible. <laughs> I need to be, then I'll tell you that I will go do things to chase all, after other numbers. Uh, yeah, for sure. So it's a very different thing. 10 years ago, 10 years now. For sure, very, very different. For,
0: sure for sure. Very experience will really help us to really make better decisions as we go. Uh, as to wrap up, we have last two questions, right? Uh, last two questions. So uh, last second question, you know, being a founder for um, a few companies throughout the years. What is one lesson that you learned um, that we like to share with our listeners? I think ultimately, whatever happens,
1: you just got to be a lot positive. <laughs> I think that's really very important. You, more often than not, when you're in a startup company, you, when you're working in a startup, especially a starting own company, I believe there are a lot of founders out here resonate in the same way. You meet more failures, you fall down more than you walk, actually. Mm. Basically, you have to really take things into your own stride. Mm. Uh, I think that the that amount of positivity on it's actually something very important that you... It's, I would say that it's a, it's, a, it's a must-have character. If every day you keep thinking, oh, yeah, no money already, no money already, then how? Yeah. You know, all these things like, you just get lost in the red race somehow. I mean, we have been down this rabbit hole before, like, a long time ago. Like. Focus on what value that you want to bring. What exactly do you really want to do? Mm. So like, we just had a work session a while ago, just give you an example, when you started thinking, what next block, what do we really want to do in just one single sentence? We just basically want to help neighbors to connect with one another. I think that's something that we... That's the the fundamental. With this in place, then other things come to picture. So how are we going to measure that a neighbor connects to another neighbor? Oh, we need to measure interactions. How are we going to improve interactions? Then after that, you start to realize that actually from the product side, Product side features development from the marketing campaigns, all this will come in very nicely already. So you need to get your things right. Your your numbers that you should be chasing shouldn't be a, oh first year I'm gonna hit ten million dollar revenue. Mm. I'm going to hire I'm gonna raise ten million dollars of fund. This are this shouldn't be the vanity metrics that you're you are chasing after. Look right into the values that you want to bring yep. for everyone. Yep. I think that's the most important portion. Uh. I think a lot of people get lost to that though.
0: Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All, 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 the fluff, you know, all that. Uh, but really, it's the value and impact that you bring, um, to the users, right, to the community.
1: Yeah, which is actually true right now. Actually, it's a good thing right now that everybody's talking about. Uh, about bear market right now. Uh, I always, I always like to use this quote la. When you are a bear market la, you know exactly who are, who is swimming in the swimming pool without without trunks. Uh-huh. So this is <laughs> no water really. You see who's who's not wearing swimming trunks, ma? True. That's pretty really true. So the fundamentally sound ones who actually. Actually grow growth, your there's an opportunity. While well, a lot of fluffy ones, you know, lah, like, they their bluff will be called. Their swimming trunks. Oh, you guys are not swimming trunks. You guys are all the game. So, you know, right. things like this. uh, build build a strong foundations. I think that's something that we always want to think about. Of
0: yep, 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 definitely build a strong strong foundations as well. That's important, you know, to run companies. Uh, in such a market, right? Just last question, right? As as this is episode uh, of the NOKA series, the NUS overseas uh alumni series. What is one word? that you would describe your experience for that one year and why?
1: What's one word
0: that our experience? Huh?
1: Let me just think of something. What's one word on my head? I would say... I wanted to say awesome, but that's boring. Everybody probably would have said awesome. I, I don't have to say it's awesome to let people know that NOC is awesome.
0: Oh, uh, wow. <laughs> that's enough, dude.
1: <laughs> that's enough, really. But there are still a lot of things that you have to think. I, I have to say that it, it's life-changing. La. Mm. It's, it's pretty life changing. I, I think that's what I'll say. If I never been to that program, I wouldn't had really the experience to really interact with like-minded people, learning from them actually. My peers, the people that I speak to, there wouldn't be connections that I made then that is still relevant today. Not my not my not my business partner, but there was even a guy that I remembered, he was working in Shanghai. He was the general manager for WWF not not oh. wildlife it is world <laughs> resting federation <laughs> at that point of time in shanghai and i just caught up with him just recently
0: okay
1: he, because he launched a new app that's called right enjoy so basically you cycle that you earn perks. so you can get this perks for something they did a launch over here in singapore just a long ago yep. so same thing this is connections of 10 years ago yep. that i haven't seen yep. i would say that it's pretty life-changing because you get to the opportunity to go oh, not just do not think of NOC as a lot of people always say this, that NOC is uh, it's a cheaper overseas internship because you can earn money. Not so. It's actually something whereby look into that look into the values that you can get from this whole thing. It's not just about you learning things, it's just about it's about exposure about networks also that you actually get from there. So very, very life changing. That's where I felt that yes, life changing for myself, I'm very lucky that I met a business partner then. You can ask the guys Carousel Boys; they probably met each other. They met each other there too. You yep. go ask; the, you, go, you 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 ask the OGs, the Zopim, the Zopim, Zopim. people. These are yeah. people who met from there, and probably they probably share the same story. They work with each other. You realize they can work together. Then hey, let's sell a company together. Yep. That's how everything moves a lot faster. You could ask my business partner Brian, my co-founder Brian. He can tell why I'm changing also because that's where he met his wife. You have to say that <laughs> like
0: like that's yeah. really really life-changing so, for him also
1: right but <laughs> note. It's life-changing is life-changing it is it is <laughs> so i think that's something that i will have to say and i have to say about the noc program in fact right now even when i'm hiring uh you can see uh yeah i alumni they got they can sing the same tune yeah a lot better
0: yeah
1: same yeah. kind of frequency yeah so that's that's that's
0: you, really? you never know until you've been there, I always say. Agree, agree, agree. I mean, definitely, right? It's also uh, via the alumni network that I also know you in a way, right? So we are also part of the alumni network of Anywhere Overseas uh, College program. Yep, yep. And hence this episode and this series that I really want to get, um, uh, you guys to also share experience of the program that we all have benefited from it. So that's a wrap, right? Yep, um, thank you, Daryl, for your time, your precious, precious time. Thank you for your time for sharing your journey and also your experience with the NUS Services College. Thank you, Daryl.
1: Thank you. Thanks, Eric. Thank you, thank you.
0: Thank you for tuning in to Your Great Story Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends. Chase your dreams, live out your passion and discover your great story.